0: Log Talk Radio. Hey, happy Monday, everybody. This is Mindfulness Monday on Girl Power Half Hour. And this is Annette Bingham, and I've got Tasha Humphreys here. Hey Tasha. Hello. Hi. Well, I hope everybody survived Friday the thirteenth. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> scary day. Um yeah. At least I hope you had a really good weekend and an even better Monday because the week started. We are going to be finishing up our talk on the four agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz and I just love them. I've had the book for a long, long time and I know, Tasha, you've had the book too. Yeah, I love it. Great information, great information. And let me see if I can remember the first two hmm The first the first one is be impeccable with your word. Correct. Okay. Integrity's the the big thing. Say what right. you mean. Right. And um don't talk bad about yourself or gossip right. about others. And just use your word to build people up instead of tear people down.
1: Correct? Right. And to speak truth and love. Yes. Yes, ma'am, that's okay. it.
0: And the second one is don't take anything personally, which is always a hard one for me.
1: Yeah.
0: Um it's not just about you. <laughs> right. It it you know, and and what other people say is really just projecting their experience and their thoughts,
1: not you. Correct? Right. Has nothing to do with you. Okay. That's right. Nothing others do is because of you. That is exactly right.
0: All right. Wonderful. Wonderful. Well, we've got those two down then.
1: Yeah. And I don't know
0: how. I hope everybody was trying to practice that a little bit over the week. Um, it's not easy, but it's and it, like every personal growth thing that we ever try, is a process, and we don't have to do it perfectly. We just have to do it, and we have to try. Right. And if we fall flat on our face, that's okay. Learn from it. Pick yourself up and start over again. And sometimes we have to adjust our personal growth. Maybe that one direction is not exactly our direction. So um, personal growth is a process. People don't
1: expect yes, yes.
0: miracles overnight. <laughs>
1: that's right. That's exactly right, and and too many people really get caught up in the idea of a quick fix or you know just changing overnight, like you said, and it's not possible. You really have to look at your progress. We we always say this, and I'll say it again: it's not about perfection; it's about progress. You always have to look at the the progress and little achievements. Give yourself credit for the things that you're doing well, and do not beat yourself up for the things that you want to change because it's change is difficult. It's very hard, especially if it's something that is ingrained and you, something that you were taught, a message you were sent when you were young, it's its definitely difficult because a lot of it is very similar, as we talked about the other day, to being brainwashed, and you're basically trying to undo right. that. So um, you have to be patient with yourself.
0: Well, and just a word about wanting instant fixes for everything. If we take a look at our society now as opposed to what it used to be years and years and years ago, Everything now is kind of instant. You know, the microwave, you go to the store and it's instantly, you pick up your food and you can just throw it in the microwave and cook it. Um, Everything, our information comes to us instantly now. You hear the little ding on your phone and you know you have an email. And we don't have to wait in the mail, you know, for mail anymore. So everything, our thought patterns you know, has really changed from the time where you planted a seed and you had to wait <laughs> for that plant to grow up before you could eat it or right. you had to go through the process of canning your food and it took so long to do that and you had to wait weeks for meal instead of an instant. Um, oh. It's all changed so much. So let's kind of slow ourselves down and get back to just moving forward and doing it in a way that we're not beating ourselves up because it's not instant, because it won't be, ever. Exactly. exactly. So, okay, we've got number three and number four. What is number three, Tasha?
1: Number three, this is a tough one too, don't make assumptions.
0: Find mm. the courage
1: to ask questions and to express what you really want. Communicate with others as clearly as you can to avoid misunderstandings, sadness, and drama. With uh, just this one agreement, you completely transform your life. I think you're right. <laughs> it is, yeah, yeah, it is definitely a correct statement. Um, I do have to work on that one a lot, um, and I encourage other people to do it too. I, you know, you find a lot when people are talking to you, that we we make a lot of assumptions as people rather than asking. I think the big thing, and you and I discuss this all the time on past shows and probably will always discuss this because it is such an important factor and yet it is so lacking in our society, people simply do not communicate. And that right. breakdown of communication that has occurred within all of our relationships within our society as a whole, it causes... These assumptions. I mean, people make assumptions because they they refuse to ask, they refuse to communicate uh, and talk to people, and avoid misunderstandings. And it's it, it always creates drama. We we see it all the time in relationships. Um, it's easier, really, to just sit down and talk to someone, but we always choose that path of you know for, for whatever reason we always choose that path of misunderstanding, sadness, and drama. It always equates to that and yet that's the path they always seem to take um well, i yeah, think it's because and, and the communication is so communication requires you to be really vulnerable and open and honest and direct and assertive and for whatever reason people are not taught that as children they're not taught that by the way that they're and this is a general statement because clearly there are some parents out there that are really great about this but um generally speaking kids are not really taught how to communicate their feelings or their needs or the boundaries uh, that's not respected, and it's not it's not exhibited by their parents either. So they're not learning it. Right. That's a hard one as
0: a parent, you know, or anybody in any kind of a relationship. And right. Because what we do is we somebody tells us something, and instead of saying, "Okay, now let me see what you what you're trying to say. I, I, is this right. what you meant?
1: Exactly. And
0: instead of doing that, we just automatically
1: think well, they said this, and it's, mm-hmm. you know, has nothing to and do with I, what they were saying, ex, you know. Exactly, and I do that all the time. I'm guilty of it just as anyone else is, so this is by no means me saying that this is something I do well. It, it isn't. I I am aware that, um, you know, I make assumptions quite often, and I still have a hard time. And just the other night, you know, I had a disagreement with someone, and, and it was honestly because I did not bother to stop, and I'm always encouraging him to ask, and I did not bother to stop and, and say, okay, is this what you're saying? You know, Or let me mm-hmm. see if I heard you correctly. Or correct me if right. I'm wrong, but I hear you saying this. Whatever words you want to use. But I didn't ask for clarification, and therefore I made an assumption, and it was a huge misunderstanding. It led to hurt feelings, and it led to a huge dramatic fight, which wouldn't have happened if I would have just right. asked. You know, it would have avoided all of that um, but for both of us. So it truly is something that will transform your life because it transforms your relationships. And anything that does that obviously has a great impact on your life.
0: And I have a really difficult time with expressing what I really want because right. a lot of times I will just say, oh, no, that's okay. You know, <laughs> when really in, in my head I'm going, no, 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 I really want you know, I really this is what I want, this is what I want. And right. you know, I think that comes from um part of that comes from being female. Um and from an an age where we didn't really ask for what we wanted or express mm-hmm. what we wanted
1: uh
0: or even express our feelings.
1: What and kind of society told you not to.
0: Right and and you know everybody within my little group was saying you don't you know express your feelings um you shouldn't so that's something you know I still struggle with instead right. of saying well yes this is what you know this is what I really want right um and we may think it's because it's being selfish or we may think that we're being too vulnerable Mm-hmm. You know, there's lots of reasons out there why we don't express what we want.
1: So... Well, I think, you know, and, part, part. if we're going to talk about this on a future show, uh, you and I have already discussed that, but I think partially it's because sometimes people fear that they're, they're complaining if they if they stand up and say, oh, this is not, wait, that's not what I want. You know, like this isn't what, this isn't okay or, right. or whatever.
0: You know, again,
1: that comes from a time, because like you said, I mean... Just being a female, society has, you know, for, for, well, forever uh, taught us if you can't say something nice, don't say anything at all, you know, and that whole quote-unquote ladylike stuff. And, you know, I I don't buy into any of that. I I don't have a problem with that second part, the expressing what I really want. I've always had a difficult time being a lady. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know. and, you know, I think, if, I mean, this is my personal opinion, and I know there are people out there that will, will disagree with me on this, but my personal opinion is that whole ladylike is a bit impressive, you know. I don't particularly uh, subscribe to any of that because I feel like um, nobody's really pressing the gentleman stuff, you know, and uh, yet they're really hard on the ladies. And a lot of what I read about being, quote-unquote, ladylike is the exact opposite of expressing what you really want, you know, and going for it, right. for that matter. So I... um I personally believe that it's important, you know, to be direct and to be assertive. I see a lot of people, uh, when it comes to that second part, expressing what you really want, I see a lot of people making what we, we've talked about this before, but making silent contracts with people. And for those of you listening that don't know what that is,
0: when you make Mm -hmm. a silent
1: contract with someone, it's when you expect someone to know what you want without you saying it. And then when they don't give it to you, They've broken the silent contract. In other words, they, have, they didn't even know they did because you never told them what you wanted. But they've gone against your silent contract with them, and now they're in trouble with you, and you're mad at them because even can, they don't even know it. Yeah, because do. we,
0: we can all read minds. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> and, that and that happens that's, quite um, often.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's hard. And that, yeah, it really it, is. It is hard, and people, you know, when they're not when they have not been. Communicated when those needs have been communicated, your partner, your friend, your employer, your employee, whatever the situation, is unaware of where the problem is. And then there is a huge misunderstanding. And there is sadness on your part, you know, because your feelings are hurt, by someone who didn't even realize that they were hurting your feelings because they didn't know your feelings. You know, they don't know what they've done. And then a big drama is created and the other person is left in the dark And I see that happen quite often. So I think, you know, with that particular piece, it's very important that we learn not only how to ask questions and communicate and really talk about things and ask for clarification, but really start learning how to express what you want, how to say what you need to set boundaries and to really talk about what it is you want for yourself out of a relationship with your job, whatever it may be, because you're not going to get it if you don't.
0: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And we need to be aware of what we really want. And that's a whole issue. Yeah, Yeah.
1: communicate Um, with yourself.
0: Yeah. Right. That's that's a difficult one because uh, so many of us have gone through a life where we've lost what our passions are and what we really want with our lives. And as a result of that, we don't even know what to ask for. So that's where mindfulness comes in, where you have to really learn to communicate with yourself and listen to what that is. And for a lot of people, you know, it could be what you really want could be to be the greatest mom in the world or the greatest wife or partner or the greatest um, artist or the greatest whatever, you know, for you. Right. Just, whatever it is that you really, really want, but you don't even know what that
1: is. So time to yeah, explore and that and find out. I think, you know, it's interesting. We talked about before the inner child, and we've we've discussed inner child work quite often. I think there are many people, I'm thankful I'm not one, and the reason I'm not one is because my grandmother, as you all know, is my main abuser, and as such, she always told me not to dream because it was a set, setting me up for disappointment. So, of course, as a natural-born rebel, I immediately started writing down all my dreams, and I was going to go for them no matter what, because it was rebellious against her. But right. I know many people stuffed those dreams mm-hmm. and goals down with their inner child, whatever it was oh, they yeah. were passionate about, they just set it aside and went for something completely opposite or completely different or just something that met their physical needs or their particular circumstance at the time, and they forgot about them. And I think that you're right. You've got to really dig deep. When you don't have those passions and those dreams, you're living that humdrum, day-to-day, mundane life. That is a very depressing place to be. And I've watched a lot of people get in a state of depression doing that.
0: There is this this, uh, desire within you, but you have no you have no idea what that desire is. Right. There's something nagging at you. Nothing something satisfies. Missing. Right. And you're yeah. missing something. There's that puzzle piece. It's like buying a a jigsaw puzzle and getting to the last piece and it's not in the box. You know. Mm-hmm. And you're going, oh, you're right. God no. So right. It's that last little piece that you can put in there and make make you feel complete and feel like you're really on the path that you're supposed to be on or that you want to be on. So um, dig deep and find that. And, you know, I'm sure we'll be having shows about that too. All right. uh,
1: Before we we move on to number four, um, I'm just going to ask you this straight out because, and I, You know I'm not a big fan of pharmaceutical drugs, so I'm not saying by any means, hey, pharmaceutical companies, jump on what I'm about to say. Uh, But because one of the big criteria, you know, for depression is that you've lost interest um, in -hmm. things that you used to be passionate about, I've often wondered, you know, just based on the way that we are forced to live many times, or at least the ways that we think we're forced to live, um, the, the box that we put ourselves in, and the freedom we don't allow ourselves to have, uh, you know because we get caught up in bills, we get caught up in stress we we create stress and pressure for ourselves, um and then obviously some of it's dumped on us with you know a fluctuating economy, and blah 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 right do you think that it do you think that it is possible that a lot of people, and I don't just mean those that have been diagnosed, but a large number, maybe even the majority of our country is walking around in a mild state of depression. Are you kidding me? Of course. So in I that think, sense, I mean, that's, I think a I, huge, I think.
0: Yeah, I think a huge portion of our, our, okay, I'm going to say the United States
1: uh-huh, is
0: yep. in a state of depression. Mm-hmm. And there are several reasons why I believe that. And people will hate me. And I, I'm part of this, no, too. That's, I'm that's just what, a what's guilty. Oh, my gosh.
1: I'm just as guilty as anybody.
0: The The reasons I believe is um, part of it is we have lost our deep connection with nature. Agreed. We don't sit. We we may sit on our porches, Mm -hmm. but we don't take the time to say, "Oh, look at that bird," or "Look at their activity over here." Oh, see how that activity changed. Oh, there was a hawk flying by. Okay, Mm -hmm. that's why the activity changed. Uh, We don't connect like that. Um, Right. uh, You know, Jess, my son. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He is very connected to nature. And he spent mm -hmm. days out in nature just recently with a black bear just feet from his his tent. Or not even his tent. He was out on a tarp sleeping. And wow. uh face to face with another black bear, you know, as he climbed up this hill and he was he's and he felt so good when he came home, you know right. yeah. we've lost, we we haven't seen we don't see those signals anymore we don't notice the the changing of the plants and the you know the changing of the seasons like we we just know it's hotter, it's cold,
1: or it's right. raining
0: or it's drought. We're not connected anymore. Another reason I feel like we're in major depression is our, and I hate to say this, our connection to technology. I
1: love
0: technology. I love what Mm -hmm. it's been able to do for us. Sure. Um, But am I connected to my, am I, like, glued to my phone? Yes. Right. Am I glued to Netflix? Yes. Am I glued to the computer? Yes. Mm -hmm. You know. Um so we've, we've lost that ability to, we're connected with people, but mm-hmm. we're not connected.
1: Right. You know, there's not a the, difference. Right. Okay.
0: We're connected with, with the, web, you know, the signals and the webs and all that. Right. But we're not really connected. I remember sitting at Whole Foods one day, Watching a whole family sit there. Every oh, one of them had their noses in their phones. Mm-hmm. No one talked. No
1: yeah. one. And, and that's sad what, to me. I, I'm going to jump in really quick and say, I, I went to dinner with, um, with oh, it was a you know, date night every Friday night. I, I forced it over because I want us to have quality time, and it's the only way to really, you know, our schools are so busy, everybody's right. is, and you you really have to schedule family time, date night, whatever, to get that in, and I want to make sure we have it. Well, we went out to yeah. a restaurant, and uh, we were sitting, you know, waiting for our waitress to come, and I just took a glance. We always have our phones on our table. Uh, we rarely are right. on them as we're sitting, but we we have them there, and I – just to glance around, just made an observation really quickly. I've kind of only done with People Watcher. You know that. And I'm yeah. noticing there are five tables across from us that I can see directly and then one right next to us. Every single table. There was, there was a family at one. There was a couple at another. And when I say a family, I mean even the grandmother was present. There was a couple. Okay. Then there was uh, mother, daughter, and um, or and, and the father sitting together. And then there were uh, you know, two couples like high school kids or maybe early college age, uh, on dates, like a double date, and then there was a family right next to it. Every single one of them. Not a single person at any of the five tables were talking to each other. They were all yes. on their phones and they were and I mean even the grandmother at the family yeah. table was on her phone going through the Facebook stuff, looking at Instagram, whatever, but they were not speaking. And so I finally looked at yep. You know, my boyfriend and I just said, okay, give me your phone. And he was like, what? And I said, just give me your phone. We're going to put them in my bag, and from now on we're doing this. I can't. He's he's quite a bit older than I am, so he's all for that because he doesn't like it anyway. And I said, we're not doing this anymore. We're just, from now on they go in the bag as soon as we get here because that's just, it's just disgusting to me to, to see that that's happened. Oh, yeah. And the interesting thing is I put them in my bag and then I, just happened to glance over next to us and the table next to us heard me do, say that and watched me do that. And then I heard the grandfather at the table next to me look at his grandson and say, yeah, put that away. We're at dinner. And it's they didn't. The, he put his away and they didn't do it anymore. But I think that's something we've really got to get a hold of. We're out of balance. You know, I mean, that's the thing. Well, like and, you said, you there's know, a good part to it, but it's out of balance.
0: Right. And And whenever I was growing up, you know, we would drive. We would travel from Phoenix to East Texas, and um, yeah. we looked at the scenery. We played. You know, my sure. brother and I would play games. Or if I was by myself, I'd sleep. You know, right. while my mom or dad drove. And right. um, nowadays, kids going from their home to the grocery store or watching videos on in the car. I'm going, no, <laughs> it's just yeah. not going to happen. But, exactly. Another reason another reason I feel like we're depressed as a nation is we've lost contact with our creative side.
1: Right, I agree. We're not
0: we're not connecting with that creative part of ourselves. And I'm right. not talking about being a painter or sure. a, a writer or whatever. I'm just talking about being creative.
1: creative. Yeah, exactly. You
0: know, just doing something creative, and it could be, mm-hmm.
1: um, I don't know, working cooking, in the yard. A car. Yeah, right.
0: was, exactly. Making a really great meal, being creative right. with the recipe. But we've mm-hmm. really lost a lot of that. And I think those are the, for me, and I'm sure other people have other ideas, but those are the main reasons I think we're depressed as a nation.
1: I agree with you 100%. I would love to hear what everybody else has to say. I would, too. I would, too. And that idea that we need a quick fix for it. Yeah. Our Facebook page, Girl Power Half Hour, go to it and let us know what you think about that. I'll I'll move on to four now, but I just want to say I think that's truly it. And the idea of a quick fix, that's why so many people are just really actually going the wrong direction and medicating it. And whether that be with pharmaceutical or substances in the terms of self-medication, they're finding some way to medicate that sense of emptiness that they feel because they're all walking around suffering from depression because of the things that you just mentioned and then some.
0: Number four on
1: our agreements, um, always do your best. Your best is going to change from moment to moment. It will be different when you are healthy as opposed to sick. Under any circumstances, simply do your best and you will avoid self-judgment self-abuse and regret Um, this particular one I think it is important the key for me um where it says it will be different when you are healthy as opposed to sick I think it is important to really reiterate that piece because I see a whole lot of people um when they say they want to do their best, and and I'm looking at those that are type A personalities that really struggle with the idea of perfection, and mm-hmm. when they are sick, they still try to go at the same speed and with the same, you know, level of perfection right. as they do when they're healthy, and that is not only is it not possible. But it is not healthy and it will make you worse and it is not good for your body or your mind or your spirit. And it is important to really take the time to rest and to give yourself, you know, the, the sick days, the mental health days, the give yourself a break because you are doing your best. If you're sick and you need to take the day off and then you go home and you sleep to me, that is your best <laughs> because that's the best you can do when you have flu. You know, like that's what you've got to do Well, you're, you're
0: taking care of yourself, and that, that's important. Exactly. And that is doing the best for yourself under those circumstances.
1: Right. And, you right. Know,
0: do, doing our best, we have to understand that it does change from time to time. Yes, and it does. And that we do judge ourselves and we do you know, say terrible things about ourselves sometimes when we mm-hmm. do that. But, um, yeah, we need to really be aware that it does change and be okay with that.
1: Right. And we're, we don't always do that. Exactly. But it is something that, you know, I think that the whole piece about self-judgment, self-abuse and regret, I you know, I I think it's important, you and I talk about a lot, to realize that you're exactly where you're supposed to be. And everything that you have done up until this point has led you to where you are. And so it's not about beating up yourself for mistakes you've made in the past. It's about looking at everything that you've done as a part of a past, part of your journey that's led you to where you are now. So, you know, regret to me is a a wasted emotion, it seems to me, is wasted time because it's something that really you could get caught up in. And I, I honestly believe that it's important to look at everything that you've done As a piece of your journey, it's a piece of your puzzle. It makes you who you are. Right,
0: right. And we want we and we have to be healthy on all levels in order to, you know, achieve and to walk that journey the way we we want to.
1: Right. So that's really
0: important. Well I love four agreements and I think You know, they were great. And I hope everybody will let us know what you thought, especially about our conversation today. And if you disagree with us, let us know because we don't care.
1: (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Just
0: just let us know on our Facebook page, Girl Power Half Hour. And we've got Tricia Earle coming back tomorrow. Very exciting. And um, she's going to be talking about, do I dare say the word?
1: Orgasm, go for it. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> um,
0: the really the technology passion into te- it's it's great. We're gonna post some some things on the the uh, Facebook page after the show. Things that she's yeah. talked about, really yeah. fun stuff. And Thursday, it. yeah. And then Thursday we've got a soon to be famous author uh, coming on. Whoa. Her new book, No One Can Know, is a book about um, a little different perspective of the Kennedy assassination and that whole time period. Um, fascinating, fascinating stories. So I'm really uh, excited to find out how she got to where she is right now. So just encourage everybody to have a great week. Meet us back here tomorrow with Tricia Earle. And we will see you tomorrow at 5.